What's up, everybody, and welcome to Moments with the Movies. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all, I'm his wife, Deidre Mobley. You keep asking that slower and slower. You just want to be my woman. You my, you. I'm always going to be your wife. Okay, because you answered slow. I was actually in the throes of reading some of this stuff. You was what? In the throes of passion. That was the- <laughs> in your arms. Here I am. You was looking for me all morning. Yeah, you are. Yeah, all right, here we go. And... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moments with the Moments. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all. I'm his wife, Deidre. And we something like ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Was that fast <laughs> that enough was, for that you? That was real fast. Shocked me a little bit. It was I a little know. real fast. I was trying Go to ahead. get your bearings Go ahead. about you. Go ahead. Say your, say your. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. Happy day. You all right? Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest. That was a weird laugh. That wasn't even a laugh. A little smile. Smirk. What's up, Mob? You good? I'm well. Hot. You all right? I'm good. I don't know where I put my cup at. You Hopefully, can my. Share mine. I have enough water in here for you as well. Is it water? Because you know you mm-hmm. be sipping on the scissor. No, I ain't put no scissor up in there. <clears throat> all right. You all right, baby? I am. You all right? Amen. I am well. I'm well. You say, am, am I? Mm-hmm. Are you well? Yeah, I'm. I'm well. And then you said, "Am I?" I said, "Are you?" And you said, "Am I?" Am I? I don't understand what's happening. It's okay. Okay, I, I didn't understand what's. Happening. I don't All understand right. what's happening either, but it's okay. All right, what are we talking about today? We're talking about vows, not vowels, but vows in your marriage, in your union. What you said. Under God, mm-hmm. on that glorious day that you married your spouse, mm-hmm. is it glorious for everybody who got married? I don't know. However, we're talking about vows. That was just something that came to me. Like, um, I know you and I didn't create our vows. We just went with the vows that, um. My cousin, who was our pastor at the time, who married us at my uh, the first church that I was a member of um, on Hilton Head. And so we went, um, you know, he gave, we used the, I guess, you know, they, in the, the minister's book, they have the uh, different vows um, that you can, um, the ministers use to... Um, lead the, the, the commitment ceremony to service. And um, and so we basically, you know, repeated after him, you know, do, you know, do you take Johnny to be your lawful wedded husband? Excuse me, to have in the hole and until death do you part for richer, for poorer, for better, or for worse, and all those things. And so I just started thinking about when we gave you know, when we repeated those those vows to one another. And so we've had some challenges in our marriage since since we, you know, said our vows to each other. And so, like, I don't know where, where this, you know, thought came from, but I just started thinking, like, how many people um, are literally living their vows out? Um, or how many people quit because they don't, you know, they just like the good parts that they spoke of, but now that, you know, when it comes time to, um, when they're going through the bad times, you know, it says for richer, for poor, um, you know, on the, you know, when it's, when it's the richer side, you know, you know, life is good. Life is great. But when there comes times of, uh, lack or the, you know, like they say, poorer parts, uh, are you still as excited about the vows that you repeated on that day for better or for worse? You know, during the good times, of course, everybody, you know, can can be happy and joyful during the good times. But, you know, in the bad times for, you know, for good or for bad, for better or for worse. So in the times that gets hard, you know, are you um, ready to just, you know, chuck the deuces and be out? And do people really like value the vows that they said um and promised to one another because it's not it's not just a, it's worse some words that I spoke 
or mimicked that the minister or the pastor gave me to say to my spouse, but it's a covenant and it's a commitment under God that through through these things and in this in this union and in this relationship and in this marriage, I'm with you for for all these things and good times and bad times and and better and worse and richer and poor and you know forsaking all others and all these things. But are you like truly living up to what your vows are? And so I know ours have been tested with, you know, better or for worse um, and, you know, in sickness and in health. And so, you know, we weren't people that got sick a lot. We weren't those people. And these, you know, last couple of years, we've dealt with some challenges. And um, my commitment never wavered. Your commitment never wavered. You know, my love, my commitment into to be with you you know, in sickness and in health, you know. And so, I, you know, I just started thinking about that. And, of course, then I started thinking about it. And then I went, you know, to look it up and see, like, are people, like, truly committed to their vows? The one thing that we talk about um, and that we give couples who we do premarital coaching with and stuff like that is the mere fact that we are concerned we are here. We excited with you about the wedding day and all the bells and the whistles and all these things of having a nice wedding day. But um, we tell, you know, we tell our clients, like we tell our couples, we are concerned about the marriage. We, you know, we want to come and we want to show up and support y'all in, on that wedding day. And we have. But it, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day and at the beginning of the next we're concerned this 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 couple right here is concerned about the marriage yeah and the myth that i've been waiting for this day all my life and you know it's the biggest day of my life and so let me let me help y'all with something it's moments in your life that you're going to have a lot of big days marriage you getting married, that's a big day. Buy your first house, big day. Have your first child, big day. You're going to have a lot of moments of big days. But here's the thing. Once the day pass, think of it like this. That, that day is the beginning of something. So it's a, it's a shift in your life that happens that gets you to this is the biggest moment of my life this is the most important day of my life it's an important day but just like Dito said the marriage the relationship is more important that's what you're going to have to sustain the, the wedding's going to be gone and I ain't trying to sound insensitive or nothing like that you have one day the marriage going to be there you know some people go come you will try to get everybody who you like it's going to be somebody there they ain't going to like something they go tweet it or put it on Facebook whatever the case is if you look at it, you probably gonna have an attitude or whatever. But this is what we always tell people. You have to think of your wedding exactly equivalent to you having a baby. So every new every new thing in your life is a birth. You have to look at it exactly like that. So which means it. If you're having a baby, you're in a room. Everybody cannot be in there. The room is sterile because this area, this atmosphere, this environment has to be conducive to receive what's coming in without any hiccups, anything happening. Your wedding should be the exact same thing. Now, the reception, you can invite people that's not invited to the wedding if you want to. But the, the actual marriage, the wedding day, the people who need to be there are the people who support, who loves, who's going to be there. Those people. And y'all know those people. Um, we didn't have a big wedding. So we had a wedding, one of the weddings. We went, got married, love you, went ate dinner, and I went to work the next day. That's the kind of wedding we had. My wife wants a big wedding, which I think we supposed to have a big wedding for our 50th. Or was it supposed to be for the thirtieth? We go, we go. It's gonna be, it's gonna be for the fiftieth, I believe. No, it's gonna be before that because we only year thirty. Who waiting twenty more years? 
So <laughs> we're we're still going to do it. So my wife wants a wedding, so we're going to have a wedding. But even with that, it, it, I can guarantee you, it ain't going to be a whole, whole lot of people there. Not for the wedding. Now the the reception. There's something different. Probably still won't be. That's know. a celebration that can yeah. happen. But at, for the actual birth, everybody can't be in the birthing room. Now, after the birth, y'all can come through the reception and celebrate the baby in the nursery. Because the reception, after after this, the, the marriage is happening, that's the baby's born, now you can come celebrate. Because most everybody want to come to the party anyway. You wait on me to tell you when he said we gon' we gonna have a we gonna have a we, a big wedding because my I wife felt, wanna have a big wedding. I felt a shift. I ain't got the number right. I it's a couple of things. That's it's fine. We'll talk. Don't pat my leg. We gonna have another wedding because my wife wanna have a wedding. My wife does wanna have another wedding. I, what I would what I would like to do, we can renew our vows, mm-hmm. but I would like to take the the bulk of the money. And take you someplace you've never been before. Well, baby, we're going to still be able to do that as well. But you want a $17,000 grill. That's not accurate. Come on. Come on, let's talk about the vibe. Because you're making it seem like we're just getting started, baby. We ain't just getting started. We're not. We're veterans in this. So if, we, right. if we're planning something to have something, you know it's going to be done in excellence. excellence. And it's going to yeah. be very nice. Yes. And we're going to be able to, we're not putting all the money into the having the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then we go down to Jacksonville. That ain't what it's going to be. Okay. Like I said, we're not, we not amateurs. Okay. We're veterans. All right. Okay. I wasn't looking at you crazy because of that. I, I was just. The felt no. my neck. No, I was just, you know, internally in laughing like this Negro say, we're not going to do this till for t- t- for 20 more years. Right. Go ahead, baby. I love you. I love you too. All right. So listen, guys. Um, huh? Go ahead. You all right? I'm all right. All right. I'm here. Okay. I've shown up. You've been waiting on all day. Yeah. Here she go. Colorful. Yeah, you've been looking for me. Here I am. So listen, guys. Um, the, as I stated before, this is a covenant that's made, um, between you and your spouse under God. And so it's, it is between just more than you and your wife, you and your, um, or wives, you and your husband, God needs to be the focus, um, of the union of the covenant, because it is him who enables us to love our spouses and to love our spouses unconditionally. And we talked about this earlier. Um, about loving your spouse unconditionally. It's God who, you know, shows us how to do that and allows us, you know, when you, um, I found this article, of course, on our, one of our most favoritists, and yes, I'm going to make that aware of one of our most favoritist sites, Focus on the Family, where it talks about, um, it talks about uh, when people approach uh, marriage with the mindset um, of that, this is just a contract. They just repeating something because the minister is telling them to repeat it, mm-hmm. but not really thinking about the what it's actually saying and what the you know for richer or for poor, for better or for worse, and sickness and in health. Um, it says if you sign, if if you and your spouse sign a contract, it basically says that you're in as far as you as far as you are. It says, I commit to what I think is fair for me and you commit to what you think is fair for you. Basically, that's, you know, what a contract is. But when people approach them, their marriage with that mindset, that is, you know, it's just a piece of paper, you know, yeah. then there's no true commitment to it, um, to the marriage when times aren't good, but, to the marriage when times aren't bountiful. But the crazy thing is mm-hmm. a lot of people... A lot of people feel like once they get married, mm-hmm. like something's going to automatically switch. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. That's why most people who do this, they 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 focus on the wedding day because that's what they want. And then when the wedding day is gone, then they find out they still got the same person who still need to be work. They need to work on their stuff. They mm-hmm. need to grow. They need to evolve. They got stuff they got to do. And that's that's what's not important. And, and just some like of them get say, into the notion that, you know, yeah. every day is going to be the sparkles and yeah. the butterflies and we're going to eat cake and, and turn up and, yeah. you know, drink champagne and all these things are concerned. 
It says, when a couple looks at their I do's with the understanding that it's an unconditional promise, then they'll be able to truly uh, lean on their vows during times of frustration and stress because they look back and, you know what I'm saying? And they think about the fact that I made a promise to this man uh, or I made a promise to this woman under God. And, you know, because we are pulling on him and God is our focus, then... That'll lead us in our marriage to depend on him because he's the one who makes us one. You know, mm-hmm. um, it says uh, that the, the vows become a marker point, if you will. So with your vows, each spouse is saying that they'll be the first to move towards each other, the first to forgive, the first to take steps to making things better. And this goes back to one thing that we say when we realized that we were had moved from just you know, loving and, you know, being in love and loving each other into the point of now we were cherishing each other in our marriage. Like you, you, when you get to that point in your marriage where you like can really, really know that you're committed to one another and that you really took your vows seriously and that you're really in it, like they say, in it to win it. Like when you get to the point to where it is, if something happens between me and you, and although it may be something that, you know, has, you know, hurt our relationship or just whatever. It could be a anything from a petty argument or a petty disagreement to something that we would consider, you know, bigger, a bigger issue. At the end of the day, we are focused, we're solution-minded and, and, and forward-thinking. And so what we're trying to do is I don't want to have to try to find a way to remind myself why I'm, you know, why we tussling or why I'm, you know, I'm not feeling you because... At this point in my life, when things are not, when something may have happened, a disagreement or something with me and you, I literally feel that in my heart. Yeah. Like legit. Like, like you got heartburn. Like I literally feel something change in my, in my, just in my makeup. Like for real, for real. And so I, and I hate that feeling. I hate to feel like, you know, something is, is wrong it, because it affects every part of me. And so that's why we do. We forgive quickly. We don't sit and let things fester or linger or whatever. We try to, you know, nip it in the bud, talk about it, understand it. Why did this come about? What's going on? What do we need to do to fix this? What do we need to do to make sure that we are, you know, going into not going into the the nighttime, you know, or going to bed with something that's hindering, you know, us being who we are to one another. Yeah. Um, it says, when you try to remember your vows, which part do you think about? For rich or for poor? In sickness and in health? Do you think about the final phrase that a lot of, that uh, couples say, so help me God? And so when you, when you're saying that part that says, so help me God, you asking him to help you throughout all these times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throughout this marriage with these vows that you have said, have spoken, have these promises that you've made to this person that you say you love. But, you know, like I said, a lot of people think back and they, they're not. The focus they're is not, not the vows. Right, the, focus, the focus is yeah. the win. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. the vows are the vow vows. I was about to say vows. The vows are <laughs> are just a part of the detail of the wedding. Right. right. So it's not even the process of the day. Yeah, it's not it's not the 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 details of what needs to happen. So yeah, it's it's not that's not the important part. The vows are not the important part. Right. And a lot of people feel like that. Now they do feel a an anxiety or an excitement when they're actually saying it, you know, and it's a build up the momentum. And then when you get mm-hmm. to the point, you know, when it says, okay, um, I now pronounce you husband and wife, mm-hmm. you may kiss the bride. So it's the momentum it's goes up and they're excited because mm-hmm. now you hear, you know, she's my wife, you know, he's my husband and now it's done. And now you celebrating that. But like Deidre said, you know, nobody, nobody's, y'all ain't listening to the vow. I'm going to tell you, we did, we went to a friend of ours um, from Nigeria. He had a wedding and we played small parts in the wedding. But, you know, 
one of the things that was so genuine was when it was time for the vows, the vows that him and her actually turned to the congregation and they was like, to their friends and families, and they was like, listen, right now we want you to take this time to remember why you married your spouse. And y'all just take this time and share with us and, you know, pronounce your vows to your spouse as we do the same up here. And I thought that was so unique. I've never seen that before, but it was so unique. And then they sat, they was up there and they was talking back and forth to each other. She cried and he was crying. So it was, it was beautiful. Nobody heard what they were saying, but it was still beautiful. But what they did was they invited the entire, everybody who was married in a relationship to share in that time with them, not just watching but actually being a part of it. So um, and I remember it when that happened, I think it was a lot of shocked people because you can see the look on their face. And then, you know, some of them was like, well, I love you. You don't right. know what them people said to one another. But they, I, I was looking. I was in a place where I could see. I was like, they ain't, they ain't saying nothing. Look at them. Some people, they turned to each other and they was literally talking to each other. But other folk, they, you know, they were just like, hmm, that's different. You hungry? But it was needed. It was needed. It was needed. It was different. I... That's what they were saying. Oh, the I was about to say, well, where did that come from? Did I hey, look, you did I lick my lips? Did I do I look mm. like I'm that's hungry? That's what they was talking about. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they okay. Was, they was talking about. Um I want to share this part. Um that the um, that was shared in this uh, article. It says, "I think the problem for a lot of us is that we say the last part in a monotone voice, like it's some sort of pledge or something we memorized in school. Um, you know, it says uh, instead we need to think of it as a request to the only one who can save us, the only one who can give us what we need to make." To go through the, the 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 other side of the spectrum, richer or poorer, you know what I'm saying? The only one who can give us, you know, strength and and sustain us um, to be able to love this person unconditionally when the the worst time comes, you yeah. know. Um, and it says so. Um, instead, we need to think of this request, our vows, as um, you know, when 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 you at the end when you say, "So help me, God." So think about that as a request to God, who is the only one who can save us. He says, um, "So I'm deciding to do all of these things, and I really, really mean it. Like I've already spoken these vows to this woman, or to the you know husbands to this uh, to this to this woman, and wives to this to this man. I've spoken these vows, and so it says." Um, uh, you know, um, what does it say? So help me God. And so he, so they're saying when you say that, so help me God, that's like saying, God, please help me to keep my word, to keep my promise. Um, and so at the end of it, he was saying like, so please help me God, like help me to want to remain when it's the, you know, when it's not the richer, maybe for a season, but it's the poor. Help me to want to remain with this person when it's not the, the, the better, but it's during some worst times where I feel like I can't sustain and I can't stay, you know, help me through the times when, you know, maybe there is an illness that, that comes in and, I don't know how to handle it and I'm overwhelmed, you know, and that's on either part. You know, I'm, I'm the one that's overwhelmed with trying to be the caregiver and I'm the or, you know, maybe I'm going through as he going through and we going through together. So it's saying, like, please help me, God, to remember these vows and help me to uphold these promises that I'm making to this person. And it's not just a show. Yeah. It's not just to say, oh, they had a beautiful wedding. Oh, they had a this. Because in in all actual in all actuality, when I you know, when we when we did get married, it was very intimate because Johnny's parents wasn't even at the wedding. Um, this this the ceremony, um for good reason, because his dad was uh active military and that was the only weekend that his mom could go down to see him. But um we we still went on with it, and you know, uh, you know, your grandma and your sisters were there, and a couple, you know, some of my a little bit of my family was there as well. Um, but I think 
looking back what we knew then because we were trying to plan a big wedding, remember? Yeah. And we kept actually fighting or fussing, um, just bickering about crazy stuff. Well, I want this kind of cake. Well, I want this kind of cake. It seems like we just could never get on the same page with it. And we was like, you know what? Just scratch it. And I'm, I think I'm glad that we did it how we yeah. did it. Because, again, it was personable. It wasn't a whole lot of people in there to just be in there. You know, it was people who were vested in us and who cared about us. And, you know, my cousin did the ceremony. And so that was special to us because, you know, of course, he was who he was to us. He was our pastor as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, looking back, when we do um, have a vow renewal and do all that stuff, of course, I want that. But, of course, I'm even more so I'm more excited about the ceremony itself. We know the marriage has sustained things. We know that our vows have been tested and tried and, and we're still standing by the grace of God. But for me, even with that, you know, yeah, I want to have a good time and celebrate it with people and Truth be told, it's not going to be like this, you know, this amount of people at the ceremony and then, you know, a whole big, you know, room full of people at the reception because I still only want people involved that have yeah. been, you know, and, that's um, all, yeah. and that want good for our marriage. I'm not for just it ain't just going to be a free for all, but my focus would most definitely still be. Even on the ceremony, even though we've been married for the length of time that we have, it will still be focused on the ceremony. I I legit want one of those ceremonies where, um, you know, uh, it's the 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 whole message is you know um, it's intimate and like you say, everybody can't be in there for that part. Yeah. I want the you know the type of ceremony where um, I want somebody to sing the fire out of the alpha of the prayer you know i think i had already told rod to get his life get his get himself together i want i want that i want god to be in the midst so that we can hardly get through it like that's what i want i want his presence there and so strong i want to you know break out in the tongue and you know worship in the middle of the you know that's what i want for real that's what i want it to be because i want him to be even that day I mean, because t- think about it, we we the atmosphere in our home, we we when we want to, you know, we we like for this to be a place of of peace. Right. Mm. And so that's what we that's what we cultivate in our house, you know. Mm. Um, and so in that space, that's like like for our legit for real. That's what I want. I do. OK, I do. You really want it. I do. Okay. I want to repeat those vows to you and and let you know that I'm still there. That's where I still am. Well, it, it'll be so much different now. So yeah, you know, you said earlier that you know when you get to a place that where you know we went from love to cherish. Mm-hmm. And let me be clear: God is love, and cherish is just another level of love that we didn't even know existed. So, and I'm pretty sure if we keep living, we probably uh, discover another level of love. But at the end of the day, it's all love. So to cherish is actually the way you treat your spouse, Mm -hmm. the way you handle your spouse, you know, but it's still out of love. And it's just, it just gives a little bit more detail and understanding and clarity of of how we protect and um, care for and nurture our relationship. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that before. We didn't even know and what that was. Another level of, of yeah. selflessness, if yeah. that's even possible. So but yeah, we never we didn't have that before. So now that we have that, it's it's it clicks for us. Um, and I'm sure it's, it's it's couples out there that have been probably been married longer than us. Um, maybe some less than us, but they've gotten to cherish and probably another level, which we don't right now, don't know even what that is. But I'm sure God will reveal it to us when it's time. But here's the thing. The day is important. And we're not down, we're not downplaying the day. Absolutely not. But it's the beginning of something. You got to remember that. When you have a wedding. That's the birthing of something new. 
Yeah. Which means things has to change, which you got to get prepared. So if you know you having a baby and the baby's coming and you got nine months, you don't wait till the baby's born to go and get the baby room ready and buy a crib and buy pampers. You prepare for it. So that's what we're trying to get people to like really understand and 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 comprehend that the wedding is important because it's a birth of something new. But what's it's the birth and start of something new, but the start means nothing if you don't you're not prepared for the long journey. It just means nothing. You just starting something new. People got something to talk about. Your dress was pretty, she was bad, or he was fly. They did a pretty uh-huh. dance. And then after that, what you got? And this is the crazy thing. The wedding, this is the crazy thing. The wedding happens in front of people, but the marriage happened behind closed doors. So are you putting on for the people mm. at the wedding? Say it again, sir. And then when you get behind closed doors, the real you come out. So if it was people around throughout your entire relationship and marriage, how would that happen? So the, so the, um, the representatives show up at the wedding because they got to put on because this is what we want people to believe we are. But then when it shifts and y'all home by yourself, what 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 y'all doing? Hmm. Like what 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 y'all really doing? It's a start. So you put on for a bunch of people who go see you this one time and probably ain't gonna call you again. Right. They ain't gonna call they ain't gonna call you, they ain't gonna come check on you, they ain't gonna say, Hey, you good with your light bill? You got gas money? You straight? Y'all all right? They ain't gonna say none of that stuff. Probably two, three people out of 2,000 of the people that you invite to your wedding go probably touch bases with you. And that probably going to be your mama and your daddy if, if you got relationship. I'm going too far deep in. Um, but that that's important. You got to be cognitive of this stuff, man. Because the, the, real, the real value and worth is in the relationship. So, you know... When we do a re- when we do a vow renewal, it's gonna be way different because we're a lot wiser mm-hmm. and we comprehend what we actually got. Like it's it it has we know it might not be a hundred percent of what we got that we comprehend, but we darn show close. So it's like knowing that you got something that's worth something, but then you treat it like it ain't worth nothing. But then when you realize that what you got is something that you cherish, then you appreciate it. You, are, you just appreciate it more. Like a lot of people appreciate their, their mom and their grandmom. And they appreciate all this stuff more because they, they grow up, they evolve, and they mature and they understand. So I'm a, go ahead, baby. Go with yours. I'm going to read like four things after you finish going through your, your piece. Oh no, we're not. Because oh. uh you, <laughs> you uh-huh. we already been going through them. This so we yeah we can intertwine it. That it that it's a promise to God. Yeah. yeah that he's the one who allows us to because you're saying to him, God help me keep this promise to my spouse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I've said these and it's a promise to him that I'm going I've made this covenant and I'm going with your help yeah. I'm gonna try to, you know, be a man or a woman of my word and and uphold this 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 covenant and this vow that I've made to my spouse. Yeah. Oh, you know I ain't meant to say it like that. But I was saying we're already in the throes of all of that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You show? Yeah. She's, now you've been waiting for me to show up, man. and now that I show up. You want to be shy. You right. You right. You right. You demand. I want you. I want you to lead every now and then. Yeah. No. Be rough with me. Be rough with me. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Don't be easily offended now. I ain't offended. Okay. Well, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. All right. So you you make a promise to God and you enter into a holy matrimony. That means your relationship is set apart. It is an exclusive relationship. No matter what kind of ceremony you had, God hears your vows. Huh. So the ceremony, that threw me off. I probably should have read this before. I don't understand. 
They say no matter what kind of ceremony you had, because people have a lot of different kind of ceremony. They use the same vows. Okay. No matter what kind of ceremony you had, God hears your vows. Stop. As such, he holds you responsible for keeping your pledge to your spouse. You alone are accountable to him for how you fulfill what you spoke at the altar of your wedding. So this is how I picture this. You at the altar, you do your vows. Envision this. Huh? You said, this how I picture this? I envision this? Go ahead. That's not a word. In picture it is not. It's envision. What I say? This is how I picture this. I meant envision. Envision. My bad. Oh, you bothered me too much. Oh, my you bothered me too much. Oh, but you need a time, time out. out. You need a break. Time out. Time out. You need a break. Hold up. Okay, right. come, now come back strong. So this is how I envision. I envision this. Yes, yes, baby. So envision it. When a man and a woman goes to the altar, that's where you meet God. At. Uh-huh. And then God imparts something into you, the husband and wife, to create y'all as one. And then y'all leave the altar as one. Y'all not the same people. And you take him with you. Most people, they at the altar, God imparts. I do. And then they leave it right there, though. And then they go home. That's all. That's all. That's all you got to say about that? How you just made Leave this, it at the altar. You just made so this basically big what I'm, boom. And basically what I'm saying is. It. When God imparts into you both to become, to mend you as one, take that with you. Absolutely. Stop leaving it at the altar. Then when you go home, you want, you, there's a stranger in my house. Because you, cause you can't see no more. Your vision has changed. The perception has changed. God changed you. So now you can't see no more because you left it at the altar. Am I making sense? The whole in picture has left. Oh, so. <laughs> a little tight. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Not. I was trying to get it out. I was trying to get it out, but I think I done confused Cause, y'all. Because no, basically what we're saying is just, what we've been just, talking about for the whole. Just delete that last part. Just, just delete that last part. Go ahead. It's Go something ahead. wrong with you. Just delete the it's last part. It's something wrong with you. Baby, it's just, like I said, you, you could go ahead because it's just inter- everything okay. intertwined with what, so, what we've been saying. Because people, in a nutshell, y'all, some couples are taking it, taking their vows lightly. And the one who is, who has, you know, who whose vision it is for marriage, who created marriage, they are not including him in the marriage. Yeah. Basically, it's all it's all yeah. it's all my husband is trying to say. Yeah. So with his impeachment and you know all that kind of getting, stuff. Go ahead, go ahead. When you get married, you make a promise to God, which mm-hmm. I done read. So the next one is you make a promise to your spouse. Yeah. You said your vows to your spouse. In that holy moment, you were given your word to fulfill these promises in a conventional relationship that was being established. Your character and your integrity were immediately on the line to stay committed to those declarations for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, to love, cherish and serve for as long as we both shall live. I ain't gonna say, man. Why are you looking at me like that? Cause like, you're repeating everything I've already said. It's okay, and you read it verbatim. I'm it's not, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna read it. I'll finish. Are you getting the whole attitude? Are you getting? Are you having? Are you having a whole breakdown, baby? I'm not having a breakdown. What you go? What you doing? What you did? Take your phone, baby. This has been moments with the moments. No. I am your man. <laughs> I want you back solemn. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. All right. My I ain't gonna dry. say nothing now. But what what I'm I ain't I ain't gonna say nothing else. I was reading it verbatim because I thought that information, the literature was very much needed and it was powerful. It wasn't it, long. Absolutely. But anyway, I'm not gonna say that. So when you get married, you make a promise to God, you make a promise to your spouse. 
You make a promise before family, which mm-hmm. is witnesses. Right. You make a promise before friends and the world. Yeah. More witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. And so are they the witnesses to... I, and I think that's important why you are selective in who is... Who that is... Who are the witnesses? Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is something else that I am picture. Okay. I envision. So, the the value of a witness, I believe God created the value of a witness, that particular part, because he wants whatever's happening to transform and change somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, if you have, that's why a lot of people, if they are in the birthing room and they see a baby born, it changes their life. Some people get... I want to have a baby. I want to experience that. You know, even after that, you know, when the baby's still little, they want to experience it. So it is to, to be a catalyst to get you to another part in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you had a wedding, that whole entire thing, when done right, the vows, that that is supposed to transform something inside of you, to click it, to make you think bigger, longer, whatever the case is. So, but because a lot of times, right, the, the, I don't, I don't want to say all that because I don't want to be, sometimes when the environment, the people you got at the wedding, a lot of people there, but they, they there because they're happy for you. They, yes, Girls, yes, but whatever the case is, be nosy. So yeah, they being nosy. Um, I remember we went to a wedding one time, and we walked in. At least three people had selfie sticks, sitting down in the wedding, taking pictures, and they were doing you know that. Everybody should have been praying, you know. Everybody don't. Everybody making don't the atmosphere. Know. Everybody don't know. Yeah. How to do so that, I mean, baby. it's just that's why that everybody, everybody can't culture be. And every, that's why yeah, everybody can't be don't. at the wedding. Everybody can't be at the wedding. It's, it just can't. Even people who are married, you know, when we went to um, Tubman Ashley wedding, that still ignited something in us the way their wedding was done. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's supposed to do. Anything that you go to and you see a birthing of something, mm-hmm. that should immediately make your baby jump to want to do something. And a lot of people miss that. Especially not. People miss that in weddings. They just miss the whole, that whole thing the whole concept yeah and, and delicate, they go to a wedding because it's, of it's it. a fancy wedding we doing this let me see what kind of food they got let me see what kind of shoes she got on okay she popping her front lace all right she got the big but that ain't what it's about man it's just not it's just not i'm done you're done because i feel like i i feel like i was revving up like i was this the is other important day in Panera. yeah this let me it tell is you something, y'all. This is so important to it. us because when when done properly, it when I tell you it can jumpstart, yeah, yep, change your whole life, your pers- everything. But if it's treated like a big party, then you miss the whole concept. Especially if this is not, you know, maybe your vow renewal or something like that, but it's a first wedding for the for the woman as well as the man. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for them to get like sound, you know, marital um premarital, you know, co- counseling. premarital counseling, coaching, you know, whatever it is that, that you get that, you know, so you can get, you know, this is a whole relationship. <laughs> it's not a whole just a just a day. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't come and see us one time and then we'd be like, oh, y'all ready? No, it's it's meetings and and, and you're talking about, oh. uh, you know, the marriage and how you feel and what you expect and finances and children. If you have some already or if you're going to have some and, you know, what you expect from this person, you know, as a husband, as a nurturer, as a father, how will y'all discipline these children when they or if they're already here when, you know, together, if it's a blended situation happening or whatever is happening, you're going through these, you know, finances. How y'all going to handle y'all finances? Y'all going, you know, if y'all got separate accounts, y'all going 
going to keep them? And then, you know, y'all going to do one joint one together? You know, all these things. Because guess what? As you're living this life, when you get to the, to the you know, you started off with the better. When you get to the worst, you know... You, can I really be sustained to, or really, did I really pay attention to my vows and what this, all this really meant before I entered into this covenant? And now here, you know, because you selfish and didn't learn that marriage requires selflessness. Now you sitting over here and you mad cause he's sick or you mad because y'all going through, or you mad because you expected him to step up and do this, that or the other, but you never told him what you expected from him as a husband. But he should know that as right. a man. Right. Or you never, you you don't even know what his upbringing is. What's, what where he get his patterns no, from? I where they come know, from? I hope you know the upbringing. Well. Dang, y'all ain't talking about the upbringing? Where you came Where from? your patterns come from? How were you, how were you raised? You know what I'm saying? What your credit look like? What his look like? Not you get married and you was just all infatuated and not to say that you got when and got married the next day or the next couple of months after you met him. But y'all may have been together for a while, but just never considered these things. Yeah, that's before what pre, you, before you got married. That's what premarital counseling is, is to, to help help give you a picture of what's to come of what it is. Yeah, that way you can start preparing. That's what it's for. You know, richer and for poor, more people, most people look at that and say, well, you know, he all right now. He making a little money, but, you know, we got dreams for him to do this. And then if something happened and, you know, he got losing money or something. But at my age now and where we are, richer for poor ain't got nothing to do with money. Richer for or poor got to do with our relationship and how we treat that and how we pour into that and how we make that more healthier. Because. What usually happens is people focus on the finances, but you don't focus on your actual relationship. So for richer or poor, do you want your relationship and your marriage to be rich or poor? Do you want it to be abundant or just blah? So blah is the other end of abundant? Yeah. That's good, bro. So, I mean, but that's that's where I'm at now. I'm living it, it, the way you it said has, it. it. It has nothing to do with money. My perception has it has rich or poor has nothing to do with money. It has to do with our relationship and how we treat it and how we nurture it. So either we go protect this thing and hold it up and keep nurturing it to make it stronger, which makes us richer, regardless of what the situation is. Finance. We we ain't poor, but at the same time, most people look at it for richer or poor. So in their mind, they automatically thinking. So so if he got money. And then he ain't got no money no more. What what I supposed to do? I just supposed to stay? He go get money again, or what? What we doing? What if he? Mm-mm, I ain't playing on you being. What if sick. he get in an I accident? Sickness and hell. Yeah. What if he get in an accident and a job that he has requires him to talk, but now he paralyzed from the neck down and now he can't move? What I supposed to do with that? that yeah. That that changes the whole perspective of money, rich, poor, to now relationship what you gonna do with that i saw on facebook um i think it was earlier uh, when we um were on break um this man and this woman were married and i think i guess the wife put on there was a like a just a, a tiktok with them showing um at the beginning when they got married and then they had two sons who are now grown and i think the gentleman retired from the military and was in a motorcycle accident or something. So they're mm-hmm. showing pictures with the music playing and the progression of the love, the love story. And it actually showed um, that he had, they didn't even expect him to live, but how he had to go through, um, you know, surgeries and rehabilitation and had to, you know, like wear a helmet and like relearn how to walk, and, yep. you know, relearn how to, you know, um, just talk and relearn how to do all these things. And they, she showed, she chronicled, you know, when he was in the, the bed and they had all the tubes hooked up to him. And as you know, the tubes, you know, he gradually um, got to the point where he had to wear a helmet when they were doing rehab and stuff yeah. like that. And so all these things, because they never expected him to come through it. However, then they showed him as he, you know, was walking with a walker, um, you know, or in the wheelchair with the, with the physical therapist helping him to get up. And as he progressed, she showed it, you know, on the, 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 uh, the video, the whole video. And by the end of the video, it was just showing him, um, I think now walking with a cane, I believe. Mm. Um, 
and them standing up with their two adult sons who are both military um, and they took a family portrait. So they and it was a for me when you were just saying that or as we're talking about it, it was just a perfect picture uh, or video or representation of the fact that. Not only, you know, it marriages y'all, you know, for to create this great big legacy together, but it's also about if God forbid something detrimental like this happens to your spouse, are you here to, for the long haul? That's when you're rich. Are or you poor here? Right. Up. Are you here, you know, for, for when these times come that you may not have written into your wedding plans, your, you know, y'all whole happily ever after. Yeah. This is what it's about, about being selfless enough to show up. And, you know, the woman showed everything, everything as as it went along and I'm sure she didn't have this in her plans but at the end of the day she did what she needed to do you know but this the thing can almost guarantee if the wife didn't love him through this he wouldn't have recovered the way he did he might have wouldn't have recovered at all or it might would have took a whole lot longer because when something like that happened to a person it ain't even got to be just a man just a person yeah that messes with your psyche. Mm-hmm. So depression and all kind of stuff kicks in. But if you got somebody, you automatically think I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the woman I used to be. So why would they stay with me? I That's I can't give them. Of, uh, I can't give them what I used to give them physically, mentally, nowhere. I'm, so why would they stay with me? But then they stay with you. That's that's the true testament of richer and poor. That's what that is. He probably would have not recovered as quickly as he did and how he did if his wife was not there supporting him. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't got I, jack to do with money. You know, it makes me think about, um, you know, when you, you know, had that first, you know, issue or bout with, you know, your pressure and stuff like that. And we, you know, came home and, and um, we got the one, you know, blood pressure, but the cup wasn't big enough. I think I had went out to three different stores that yeah. Saturday to find them. And I pressure. literally was in a tizzy. I got my blood pressure taken 275 times that day. Listen, the Negro, you was not about to conk out and leave me. Look, I was trying it to was not different. I was like, why you, why you breathing like that? I'm just trying to, you know, I don't know what's making it high, so I need to calm it down. And she was making it a little bit high because she was, too, but it's okay, you know. So because I, I had to find it, the right cup. She we was, couldn't she, find the she right cup. She put in work, but when she yeah. got it, when she got it, we did it. It started taking good, so we was we was good. But I, I wasn't at a place where I I wasn't able to care for myself. Right. But she automatically stepped up, like I got you. Stay here. Relax, breathe, I'll be back. And literally, I went to about three different, came home. That cuff didn't work. Okay, I'm calling around to find another one. And okay, I'm, I got to take this back, babe. I'll be right me. back. Babe, 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 babe. We could, we could just do it tomorrow. No. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Because right I needed to find the proper equipment to do what we needed to do, to, to record what she had the to, doctor told us that we needed to do. She had to be big guns. She had to, the cuff was too little, the baby cuffs. Average on the big guns, she had big cuff. Well, not that big, not that. Anyway, y'all know what I'm trying to say. I'm sick of you. And so, I said that I don't know how we got on his big guns or whatever. (laughs) He, but that's why I was just saying that it it just. It it truly can test you and, and test your endurance as a couple. And so that's why we are so passionate about making sure that couples who have not got married yet or whatever are, you know, that they take this with, you know, with like they take this seriously. It's not just a, oh, I feel good. I got a big old ring on my finger, sis. And I'm about to be married to him because, baby, every day ain't going to be, ooh, I love you. I just love you so much. And all these things that, you know, that are concerning. So we just, we give, we give the, 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 we give lessons and, you know, put life lessons into the teaching and just everything because we want y'all to understand that it is, or the, that particular couple to understand that there's more that goes into this than just showing up on a day with a pretty dress, with a nice ring, you know, all your girls, you, you done packed 
10 or 15 girls is as your, your bridesmaids and he got 10 or 15 guys and yeah. y'all got this humongous wedding party and a beautiful cake and the limo and you know the the roses or the flowers hanging from the ceiling and the crystals and the, these um these nice really nice chairs and all these things you got going on it's so much more than that, y'all. And, and so and I, I can we could talk this. about this all day. Yeah. So and I can well, tell we you about this. to go. I just yes. thought about this. Yes. So if if you batting everything on the wedding, I can tell you how you can make it work. Don't worry about the vows. Just have a wedding every day for the rest of your life. Keep that feeling. Because the feeling is going to go. After the wedding day, Listen. the feeling going to go. So if you batting on the wedding. Yeah, but you batting that hard Have on a wedding. wedding every day. That's the only way you go conjure up those exact same feelings, which they probably not going to be 100, you know. So, yeah, stop. Yeah. Read the instructions. We bad at doing. We open up something and it's shiny and pretty and it's new and we happy and it's exciting. And we don't read none of the instructions. And then we wonder why why this thing doing I thought this, why this ain't to, working. This ain't doing right. And mm-hmm. But why? Go back and read your go back and read the instructions, which is the vows. Why he go into a rage like this when I had just bought this for the baby and why he mm-hmm. since you don't know him. You didn't get to know him. You married the representative. Why he why he got another whole family? He there. He there, but he he sent his representative. representative. It's just it's a lot, y'all. But we I I wanted to say that because you know too often people too often people um, can see other people you know who are married or too often people can see and 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 go into this experience like blindsided because they haven't taken the time to. You know, go to a you know a marriage, some marital uh, counseling, premarital counseling, or even marital counseling to to make sure that you are still involved in yeah. and and thinking about the vows that you made to this person, um, and just do it to help you be better. Yeah. You know, in in your marriage. The last thing that the, that um, it get this um, it says, and I'm gonna share it with y'all before we go. It says the commitment to each other is mirrored should be mirrored in holy covenant before God. The commitments are based on decisions and the choices you make each and every day determine not only your relationship with God, but also the quality of your marriage. That richer and poorer thing Johnny was just, you know, talking talking about. The decisions you make today determine the marriage you will have tomorrow. Mm. And if that ain't a fact, if that ain't a fact, wedding. baby, baby, bubble to the boogity beat. Isn't that a song now? you hear is not a text okay all right we go go two different songs she flipped she ain't focused um yeah but pretty much i'm for real like y'all a lot of the things that we talked about especially this where johnny expected this from me and he expected that from me and i advised we didn't talk about expectations you know we didn't have that conversation or had somebody have that conversation with us and so a lot of this stuff you know a lot of the stuff that we went through and that we shared and that y'all you know a lot of y'all think is like funny now and and i know it's because of the way that we present some of our stuff or whatever um but we present it and we give it to y'all because it's important like legit it's important we you know laugh and and have a good time or whatever but understand us this stuff is stuff that the lord had graced us and blessed us to be able to get on the other side of it and so that's why we're sharing it with y'all that's why we you know given given of our uh life lessons that's why we're given of these you know testimonies that's why we're giving of ourselves and being completely transparent about it to help couples who may have already married or who's getting ready to get married or who've been who's been married for one five ten twenty you know thirty years or whatever you know um so again we just hope you know hope that this helps you know um put what you put into it you get out of it if you focus on the wedding then you will have a beautiful wedding yeah but if you focus on the marriage, the wedding is the benefit of that. So you focus on the marriage, focus on the relationship, focus on each other, then the marriage will jumpstart that into that, the birth. You focus on the wedding, like I said, you can feel that every day. You just got to have a wedding every day of the rest of your life. Amen. 
Amen. We, for all things Mobleys, go to www.momentswiththemobleys.com. Thank y'all for y'all support. Thank y'all and for all that support. good stuff. Um, yeah. We appreciate y'all. We about to get out of here. We took up too much of y'all time already. Uh, but it was very needed information. Very much needed, very much necessary. This has been Moments with the Mobleys. I am that dude, Johnny Mobley Jr. Um, that do that. His wife, Deidre. And we still something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary in picture. With extraordinary purpose. Y'all have a good night.